Hey, Nadia. Hello. Sometimes I feel like our talks are all about exposing you and what's going on in your personal life. Sorry yeah, in advance. It's okay. No, I'm okay with it. I like sharing. Okay. Hopefully it's helpful <laughs> for other people. Yeah. Makes it more personal. Yeah. Um, okay. So today, because it is um, end of November or no, mid-November, mm -hmm. we're going into Thanksgiving break. And you probably had some midterms coming up um, or just had some midterms. And I have some big news and projects coming up in my life too. And so mm -hmm. this has inspired me to bring up the topic of panic attacks and anxiety. And when sometimes you're so obsessed or worried or nervous about something that you mm -hmm. can't literally think or perform the way that you want to, or, um, right. your whole like life is filtered with some kind of kind of panic haze. Welcome to Papaya Talk, the podcast where we dive into the world of women's health from one generation to the next. Join us as a mother-daughter duo as we seek to empower young women through the sometimes awkward, often avoided conversation about our bodies. I'm Dr. Elisa Herrera-Set, physical therapist in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm Nadia Herrera-Set, public health student at Northeastern University in Boston. Together, we're going to share stories, insights, and expert advice about health, self-care, and everything in between. Yeah. Does that resonate with you at all? Yeah. <laughs> I, that is something that I've, as you know, I've struggled with that for a long time. And it like, cause I'm the type of person to just get stressed out really easily over like the littlest things. Um, and yeah, it's, it is Thanksgiving break. We had midterms like at the, before Halloween, um, but that doesn't mean like the test stops. So like I've I've had like a bunch of like projects and tests um, before Thanksgiving break, and then I'll have finals before I go home. Um, so yeah, it's stressful. It's also like starting to get cold, and I haven't been home in a while. So it's it's just a lot, and everyone everyone feels like they need a break. <laughs> yeah. Um. So have you ever like? been in the middle of a test and felt panic like you couldn't figure out the answer and all of a sudden you were worried um I mean in a general sense of like as like just not knowing the answer yeah but I would say that my test anxiety doesn't usually happen during the test it'll happen like the night before meaning like I'm studying the night before um and that's when it feels like I just stay up all night and I have to like do all of this right now because either I don't know it or I've like procrastinated too long. So like that's when like the panic attacks and like anxiety sets in. But while I'm taking the test, I mean, yeah, if it's a hard question, I'm gonna like get nervous, but I feel like I don't have that, um, t that type of test anxiety, which I'm fortunate not to have because I feel like it really it really hurts people when they have to 
when their grade depends on this like one thing um Mm -hmm. but I would say that does only apply for me in school because I do get performance anxiety when I'm like competing and that could also happen but and that could happen during (laughs) competition like during a routine so do you so like, well, okay, let's, let's, t- let's take a step back. So the night before a test, you're nerve or you're worried because you've procrastinated or you feel like you don't know the material enough. Um, right. and you say that you get like anxious. What mm-hmm. does that look like? Like, w- how do you respond to that? And how does that feel inside you? Um, I'm, I get very panicky. I feel like I can't do anything but like study for the test like I can't take any breaks and I can't like I need to stay up late even if I have to wake up early so that I can finish it and like I don't know it can get to the point where I just feel like so overwhelmed that I feel like crying or like I I it this just happened on Tuesday (laughs) on no yeah on Tuesday and I stayed in the library for 10 hours and I only left to get food and I mean that doesn't mean I was like working working like the entire time but I was in that library for 10 hours and I don't know that's not very healthy at all but like that's like how my anxiety what my anxiety tells me to do is like I need to like I know I like I can't sleep I can't do anything else so um, it's one thing to like take that situation and go, I need to study. So like I need, I need to do well on this test. So I have to be in right. the library for 10 hours. It's almost right. like a, like a punishment or a prescription or something like that. So that's one right. thing versus um, another feeling, which might be like, um, you can't think about anything else. You can't eat. Right. You cannot literally like fall asleep because you're thinking so much about the test. So that's why you're in the yeah. library. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, like is it yeah. is it more like you prescribe 10 hours in the library for yourself? Or is it more no. like, I, well, I can't sleep. I can't have a good time. I can't enjoy anything else. So I might as well be in the library and, and do that. I didn't plan on staying in the library for 10 hours that's just how it happens and then like really didn't need to happen because I could have just not procrastinated that much but I just I don't know it feels better to me and then sometimes when you get home late and you still you have to get up and you have to wake up for your test the next morning then I have like anxiety that I'm not gonna wake up in time for the test so it's like just a whole bunch of things so Um, do you feel like staying up actually helps like you're like oh it's a good thing I stayed up and barely slept or do you feel like you just kind of made things worse by studying for so long that you didn't sleep I I don't regret it because of like how I felt during the test not that I thought the test went really well I just feel like if I hadn't done it I would have felt a lot worse and it would have been really bad um, and I've also found recently, like, this wasn't always the case. I could some, I used to be able to like wake up early and study and stuff, but now I realize that if I try to wake up early here, I just end up staying in bed and not working. Like I just, it just doesn't work in my favor. Um, so staying up late has been, is like the better option of the two bad options for me. Um, but 
I don't know. I that don't might regret be where it you... because the test could have gone a lot worse. But that's not a healthy thing. This is not a healthy study habit. But... I mean, it, have you ever found this? This has happened to me. I've found that sometimes when I'm working some, on something super late at night when I'm tired, um, it, it takes me forever. Like I'm trying to write an a, an email to somebody, and I just like my mm. words are just not coming out. I'm so. Yeah tired that like it's sometimes like gibberish and then if I wake up in the morning and try to do that like finish that task it it, like happens Mm. super fast like it's like so much easier to do I guess it's like if you're writing something I could see that but I was doing organic chemistry so it was like my brain was already working and I didn't come home because I knew that if I came back to my room that I'd get distracted like that transition when you're studying is not always best. So I just, and they just remodeled the fourth floor of the library. So it's like all new and exciting with couches and all this stuff. So it's like, like I, I had a new environment to study in. So that also helped. Um, That's nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't have, I mean, we're lucky to not have, too much test anxiety, but I I do remember the first moment that I felt panicky during a test. It was Mm -hmm. weirdly, really specifically during my junior year of high school Spanish final. And I had never felt that before where all of a sudden it's felt like this like wave or wash of, I don't know, like, um, I guess a panic. (laughs) I don't know how else to call it, but like a wave came over me, like a feeling came over me. And it was, Mm. it just like, it's almost my whole body or like brain and body were like almost like buzzing and in a state of like haziness almost. And I I just took a moment to acknowledge it. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. And luckily I was able enough to to realize what was happening and then wait for it to pass, which didn't take too long. And then I just went on, but mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's strange. Yeah. And then the first time, and then when the pandemic happened, um, or what the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. everything was all unclear. I found myself waking up at like five in the morning, like super awake. And I was like, that's weird. I don't need to be awake because I couldn't go to work. Right? right. I was like, oh, that's weird. Am I waking up this early? Because I just, I'm so rested because I'm not working. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, oh, I think that's anxiety waking me up at five in the morning, you right. know? Yeah. Um, it's like a different color of that wave was over me, kind of like just yeah. like super awake and ready to go. It almost felt good, but then wasn't good because it was at five yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Have you ever felt that? Um. Def- yeah. I mean, I've, I feel like, I, you know, I panic like really quickly and easily. And so maybe like I do have test anxiety, but I feel that in a lot of other situations in my life. So it feels like it feels normal. Um, I would say like, I'm just like thinking back to my test I just took right now. When I don't know something, I, I like sit, like I'll sit there for a second. If I really don't know it, like I'm, I'm just going to either have to come back to it, like guess and put a random answer down or I don't know and it's and then like when I leave that test I'll be like stressed out about it but um 
another thing that I feel like after I left that test is like, I feel like I have blacked out during the test. Like I'll leave and be like, I don't remember anything I did. And I don't remember, can't even look up the questions because I don't remember the questions anymore. Um, but. Oh, that's never happened to me before. Like you just yeah. black out. <laughs> well, it's like I, I leave the test room and like suddenly like, I don't remember any of the questions I just like wrote. And then I'm like, well, hopefully, you know. Do you eventually remember them out. or they do they stay out of your head forever? Um they well, they stay out of my head forever. Unless it's like one that I really like wasn't sure about, then like I guess that one stays in. But um with gymnastics I guess it, it's a different type of like panic. There's the panic that I felt like when I knew I wasn't prepared and I like had to do something during practice that, like, I don't know. <laughs> was scary? Or you felt yeah. like your life was at stake? Yeah. Your health was at stake? Um, and then there's, like, anxiety before competing. I've also felt like I can do it really well when no one's – this is primarily with gymnastics of, like, I can do it really well, what something really well, and then, like, someone will point it out and everyone will start watching and then I'll, like, fall on my face. And, like, not, like – a fear of it like it's actually happened multiple times um like I just like when the pressure's on me it it just doesn't work out and I don't know but probably because like I put that pressure on my extra pressure on myself to do it really well but I don't know I feel that type of panic <laughs> when I'm competing I feel like um, I was just talking to my colleague, I was talking to Tanya about mm -hmm. how some people like really thrive and do well in an emergency situation or like a kind of like st stressful situation. And right. some people kind of um, just crumble and can't, can't act. And she said yeah. about me, she's like, I feel like you, Elisa, can like really work well in a an emergency situation, like if you're my emergency room doc, you, you'd be okay. And I was like, yeah. I don't, I totally don't agree with that. Like, I feel like I would, I wouldn't do well when having to think quickly, but I think the difference, I think she would do well in that kind of situation. But I think the difference for me is like, there are few situations that I think mm. are stressful and panicky. So then yeah. what people think that I flourish well under stress, but I, I think it's just that I don't interpret a lot of situations as stressful, you yeah. know, like, yeah. I'm like, this is okay. We're okay here. Just you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I do not think I work well in like emergency situations and I would not do well in the emergency room because my, my stress and anxiety can blind my judgment. Um, which I guess is something I should work on, but that's what I think I about just... myself too. It's something I should work on. I'm actually like emergency um, responder certified. So like I've taken the course so many times, but I say to myself all the time, I would be really bad in that situation. But I wonder if I really like worked on it because I have the skills, I have the knowledge. Yeah. I just, maybe I need to be in the situation a lot and then, yeah. and then I'll get better at it or trust myself more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you have to have enough like, successful um rounds of something in order to mm -hmm. start to feel like oh i think i can do this yeah definitely 
I think another this is like another form of like panic and anxiety and like a different form is like in social situations <laughs> I have like I've gotten better at it but I do have a lot of social anxiety and like it there's that type of panic of like when you're with a group of people you don't know or even with a group of people that you do know and you like you like say something or you don't know what to say and then you like sit there and you're like wait I shouldn't have said that or like I don't belong here so what am I doing here there's I've I mean especially in college obviously like I felt that a lot so there's that type of like panic I'm gonna run away and like <laughs> I don't know um, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, your dad and I were talking about, um, how now I'm going to expose him. He can't be here to defend himself, <laughs> how he, um, can be like, so his social anxiety sometimes shows up in before an event, mm -hmm. like before he goes someplace, he's like, not necessarily looking forward to it trying to think about like who is going to be there what are their names like mm -hmm. he's like strategizing ahead of time like how he's going to manage the situation i'm right. usually like kind of optimistic about the situation and i just kind of go right. into it but then sometimes after i kind of perseverate or like think a long time about the things that i said to people while i yeah. was at the party yeah. and should i have said that differently and what kind of impression did i leave and like second guessing so I would, I, I, is that like, that's not really, it's like post-event anxiety. I don't know what that's called. It's just social anxiety. Your anxiety over. Social regret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think like, yeah, that's something I really had to work on. And I feel like it wasn't something that I wanted to work on. But in college, I feel like at home. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like making assumptions. But like when I was at, when I'm at home, my friends at home are more um, outgoing than, I, more extroverted than I am. Whereas like my friends, I feel like, um, I feel like when I'm with my friends that I've made at Northeastern, I've made a lot of friends that are like, that are like me, which is like really nice. But then that means when we're in social situations and like you have to like go talk to someone or you have to, I don't know, be the first one to walk to a door. Like I end up being the one to do it. So like I've like forced myself to, I don't know if it's to be more confident or just to not care. Mm -hmm. Maybe they go hand in hand, mm -hmm. but I'll feel like a lot of anxiety beforehand and then you're like, wait, I shouldn't have done that. Um, or in the morning after, like the morning after I go out is probably the worst ever. <laughs> you're like laying in bed thinking about all the things you did. Yeah. And said it's called, it's called anxiety. And I, Oh, I've never heard of that term. Anxiety. I, <laughs> well, I suffer from it. Well, that's a whole other thing, though, when you're intoxicated and not thinking clearly and acted in ways that you would have if you had like full judgment and um, yeah. control. Yeah, that's a, that's a different it's thing. Not even, it's that. And then also like when I'm in those situations, it's a social situation where I like try to act more like confident and like more outgoing than I actually am. So then when I look back at it, 
it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. But like, it's a normal thing to do. But I just like talk to someone and I wouldn't have done that if, you know, if I was. It is a beauty about going to college, going away to college, right? Like you get to try on a bunch of different identity and personality outfits. Like, but then I'm going to be then I'm like, feel really weird. Like I'm going home tomorrow. And anytime I go home, it just feels really, I don't know how to act. <laughs> I, it's a really strange feeling, a panicky feeling. Not. <laughs> okay. Can we bring up, can we bring up your AP test? No, we can't. <laughs> we actually can't. Well, actually I have told other people I can, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm, what I, that wouldn't, like, how am I supposed to? Well, anyways, if you took AP tests in 2020, they were online. And long story short, I was really, really stressed out about it. And it was my first AP test, AP Euro. And I just got really stressed out and it was really bad. And I was, and then I had to, there were t- some events happened and I had to redo the test because I didn't turn it in. And then it was just really bad. And I was screaming, crying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Probably I had hours. <laughs> okay. First of all, going into the exam, what? the whole week before you kept oh. like, you were so nervous about it. I wasn't sure why, but you were so nervous about this test. <laughs> I mean, it was a hard time, right? We're talking, was this 2020? No, this was yeah. 2021, right? Because No, it the, was 2020. Oh, okay. So it was uh, it was your sophomore year, second semester, sophomore year. So we're talking yeah. like April, May or whatever, 2020. Yeah. Everything's online. Everything is crazy at this time. Like the whole world yeah. is anxious about, you know, just this, the, the baseline is anxiety, right? Right. And then you take this, your first AP test, and I don't know what story you had said in your head about the importance of this test to your whole entire life and identity, but (laughs) there was a whole week of you like being so worried about it in a really weird way because you've always done pretty well in school. So I was like, I wonder why she's so nervous about this test. And she keeps, I was a little bit worried because you kept saying that it was going to be bad. And I would, you know how sometimes they say, if you say it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad, you know, like you're putting that too much of that energy in the universe. So then you go to take the test and you're in your room for however many hours taking the test online. Say everything. Oh, I'm not supposed to say it. I'm not supposed to say it. Okay, never mind. I thought you just said it. No, well, I didn't actually say it. It's actually not that bad, but I can't expose myself that much. Okay. Well, long story short, from a mother's point of view, your response after the test was very scary for me to witness. Yeah, I think sophomore year was all like a really that was for a lot of different reasons. That was like a weird time for me, um, like mentally and emotionally, especially with COVID. And yeah, it's really panicky. The whole first semester, like, I guess it was freshman year too. I was like crying every single gymnastics practice. Every single practice I went to, I cried. And, like, that's not normal. <laughs> so, like, it was already, like, a hard time. And I guess I did have test anxiety then. And from then on, it's been, like, 
better. But what would you say to that freshman Nadia that was crying every day in practice now? Would you be like, it's going to be okay? Or would you be like, you should stop doing gymnastics now? (laughs) Um... I mean, I had the opportunity. I I could have left if I wa- like. I could have quit if I wanted to, but I didn't. So I don't know if freshman year me re- would have really wanted to stop. I don't know. I think she needed a break, and I think I just took things way too seriously. It was like that was like my whole life. That's what, I guess that's how I felt with like school too. I mean, it was my whole life, school and gymnastics. But I don't know. I don't really know what I would say to myself in that situation. I just like things weren't working in at practice. And so I reacted physically. <laughs> um, I wonder if I was getting hurt a lot. So, yeah, maybe actually you weren't eating enough. Uh, no, I probably was eating enough. <laughs> Sleep, maybe not sleeping enough. I don't know. know, Now that you talk about it, like, (laughs) yeah, just stressed. You know, you stopped doing gymnastics at the end of your senior year. And at the around the same time, Lucy stopped too. And she had her own reasons for stopping after the end of her sophomore year. She was saying it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. But I wonder if part of her felt like she had to stay at gymnastics to like look out for you. Like if you could see your sister crying every day at practice, you might be worried and then like I wanna, think that you should be around just in case. I want to be, I want to bring her on the podcast to ask her. In my opinion, I don't think that's why she stayed. I don't think like, I don't know. We weren't in the same group then. She might like. I don't know. We should ask her, but we should bring your coach on and ask her about you (laughs) crying at every practice. I don't know. Yeah, I was bad, but, and I also, I tried to see a therapist then too. That's that's just like, it didn't work for me. I feel like now, like I don't see a therapist now, but if I, now looking back on it, I really approached the therapy as like, in a strange way that like wouldn't have helped me like like it was a failure to go to the therapy not that therapy was a failure that like I didn't approach it in the way that I should have what was that you know? how did you approach it and how like, should I you feel have? like I mean I don't really remember that much but like I don't feel like I probably told her everything and I also don't feel like I felt like this is like a one-time like it you know um I do remember I think I had like two or three sessions, but like with different people. So I don't know why, like I made, I don't know why I did it like that. It was just, I don't know. I was, I guess I was a lot, (laughs) it's a lot different personality wise than I feel like I was a lot less like open to share. And now I feel like I just talk and talk and talk. So (laughs) it'd be a different experience now. Yeah. I think I told you that my friend said that like going on this podcast is kind of like um, therapy and our podcast is the therapist. (laughs) It's like (laughs) a little bit. It's Um, like a controlled conversation because we know where it's being recorded. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. About your therapy that you went to when you were younger, Mm. maybe you would have taken just some time to build like trust and connection. And I think that you were in a situation where 
where you received um, care didn't really um, promote like weekly right. sessions because um, you were, I mean, to be specific, mm-hmm. you were at a Kaiser HMO and right. maybe you weren't seen as somebody that was like in an urgent like situation. So right. they um, prioritized your your appointments maybe a little bit less and wanted to yeah. encourage you to maybe um, use the tools that they were helping you in yeah. between and then practice that and then come back. You know, it's yeah. like a, it's a style that probably works for mm-hmm. a lot of people, but maybe didn't work for you at the time. Yeah, I feel like I definitely didn't. I didn't approach it as like a long-term thing. I approached it as like a one-time thing that is going to work after one time, which obviously it's not. Um, And I don't know. I feel like being in... I guess it's probably... It's not because of like the people I surround myself with, but just because it's high school and we don't talk about it that much. But I feel like when I was... Like before I came here, I didn't... I wasn't around as many people that did therapy or like, you know, were on you know, anxiety, like medication or, or things like that. But now being at co- in college, I I feel like the majority of my friends have either seen a therapist or are talking to one. And not because like things are like really terrible, but it's just like they know that it helps them and they have like a relationship with the person that they're talking to. So it feels like, you know, they can actually get something out of the conversation. Um so in that way, I feel like maybe my approach to therapy is like it has changed because I've like I'm around more people that like have seen the benefits from it. Um, but if you needed like, therapy, like if you wanted to pursue mental health yeah. support, would you tell your dad and I ahead of time or would you just go seek it yourself? Well, I've had like friends try to go do it at school because they have it at school. Um, but I don't know if it was like the best experience. So I'd probably just ask you guys. I don't really feel, I don't feel like, I don't know. Stigma or shame about asking for it. Yeah. Unfortunately, some people do, but like, I feel like I would just ask you because then I could you know, find one that actually fits me instead of like trying to find a free one on campus, you know, like I, it's just different. Um, yeah, I don't know. Therapy's good. I don't, I feel like I should. <laughs> yeah, it really, like- it's a nice thing. Like I, I didn't seek a lot of therapy before. I don't know if that's just like, um, there wasn't a need or if that wasn't, if it was because there, because there was like, stigma attached to it or maybe because of the money associated with it. But Mm then, um, but then I did see somebody, um, last year, last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last year. And it was so nice. She was so lovely. And, um, it felt really good to talk to somebody that like people always say, like, I just, I can talk to my friends. I can talk to my family. It's right. really different to talk to somebody that you're paying to listen to you right, right. and that's not part of your life and mm-hmm. maybe can say things that make you feel like, like their responses make you feel heard, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I didn't see her for very long. It just mm-hmm. like it felt good to do it. And then I yeah. recently recommended this therapist to somebody else yeah. who also had never seen a therapist. She's a little bit older than me, had never seen a therapist. And she's like, I just, you know, it's so hard to go out there and find somebody. Like, I don't know if I'm going to find the right fit, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm like, just see this person. She's really nice. And I saw that person that I recommended the therapist to mm-hmm. um, this past week. And she's like, oh, my God, it's so nice to talk to her. So it felt good to, like, yeah. go to therapy, have it feel good, and then pass on the permission and information to somebody else to go right. seek a therapist. And I was so glad that I could give somebody that I thought was, um, like, a good a good resource. Yeah. Yeah. That is – I don't know. I've never – I have, like – the amount of like pros that I hear to therapy in comparison to like, like one bad experience, I feel like, like that's a good point to try. Um, yeah, but it does but cost I, money too. It does, right? Yeah. So it's like one bad experience plus it costs you whatever it costs you. Right. It's hard sometimes when like maybe like part of your the reason why you need yeah some support is because you're having some financial issues. You know, right? It's yeah. Yeah. It's also hard with like being in college. It's like, I feel like, well, but I mean, I guess maybe in when I tried to go to therapy before, I didn't really, I wasn't really open with everything that was happening. Also because like, I just felt like whatever I was feeling wasn't really that, like whatever was like causing my anxiety wasn't that valid. And so you end up like not sharing as much, which and now in college, like you don't want to have to tell your therapist like all these things. So then you just end up like, oh, I'm just not going to I'm not going to see him anymore. I'm not going to see her anymore. And maybe that's why it takes time, because it takes yeah. time to get to the point where you're like, all right, fine. I'm just going to I'm going to tell you the things. Yeah. But. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you're <laughs> managing your panic and anxiety and overwhelm in um, a relatively um, productive way, in a way that's working for you right now. But if you do yeah. need uh, mental health support, yeah, you know, you can tell <laughs> yeah. your dad and I. Yeah. All right. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. That was a long one. Yeah. It just flowed. And I'll see you literally tomorrow. Yay. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for more discussions about health, self-care, and embracing the power of being women. Until next time.